Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. And so the weapons of our warfare, guys, you see, here's the thing. Spiritual warfare is always going to first and foremost take place in your own mind. The battle is really up here between your two ears. And what Satan will always try to do is he'll always try to upset your peace. Your job is to remain at a place of peace. Look at John, St. John chapter 14, 27. St. John chapter 14, verse 27. And guys, the awesome thing about all of this is that you are never doing any of this in your own strength and effort. You see, here's, here's the thing, guys, about spiritual warfare. You see, spiritual warfare is not you, you know, trying to defeat Satan. You know, it's not about trying to put, you know, the devil in a headlock. That's not what spiritual warfare is. No, spiritual warfare is not you fighting to try to get victory. Spiritual warfare is simply you maintaining the victory that Jesus has already died to obtain. See, Jesus died on the cross to make his supernatural peace available to you. Now, Satan will try to steal that peace from you. Your job is, is, is to do what you got to do to maintain that peace. You guys following me? And so you're not even trying to get to a place of peace. What you're doing is you're, you're, you're working on maintaining your peace. That's what the labor is. That's why it's a continuous labor to rest, to maintain the peace. You see, to maintain our rest. Look what, what Jesus said here in St. John 14, uh, 27. He says, Peace I leave with you, glory to God. My peace I give unto you. Jesus has already given you his peace. Where is it at? It's, it's, it's in the same place where, where, where your faith is, his faith is. It's on the inside of you. In your born-again spirit, you've got the faith of Christ. You've got the peace of Christ. Your job is, is to maintain that, is, is to not allow Satan to steal that from you. He says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. And he says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And guys, it would be unjust if Jesus would say, let not your heart be troubled if this was not something you could do. Child of God, I want you to understand no matter what's going on in your life, you have the ability as a blood-bought, blood-washed child of the Most High God to choose to let not your heart be troubled by circumstances and conditions. A person who doesn't know the Lord they don't have any choice other than to go by what they can see. And so they're going to get uneasy. They're going to get fearful. But you as a believer, supernatural peace has been made available to you. Supernatural rest has been made available to you. And I want you to see tonight that that is your place of empowerment. Amen. That's your place of empowerment. Guys, I, I, I told you last week and this weekend 
that that's where manifestations are going to take place. That's where supernatural breakthrough is going to come, guys. I, I, I believe, guys, that before this year is over, we've got about three more months to go, a little bit more than three months before this year is over. Remember, this is the year of exceeding glory, guys. Exceeding glory is, is when the glory of God shows up in your life and, 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 and it shows up in ways that exceed your wildest imaginations. In other words, the glory of God begins to manifest as your very life. And so I believe that before this year is over, some of you are going to see some, some breakthroughs in areas where you have been struggling for some time. Breakthroughs are going to come in that area. Receive it in Jesus' name. I declare supernatural breakthroughs over your life as you operate in a place of rest. Amen. Praise God. Glory be to God. Now, in the time we got left, we got about 10 minutes. Uh, let's go to uh, Luke chapter 10. I want to show you now how Jesus actually, first of all, how Jesus actually uh, told the disciples that everywhere that they would go, he told them to speak peace. And I'm going to show you that he was saying, speak peace from a place of peace. And then I'm going to show you how Jesus himself put this principle into practice when he spoke from a place of peace and and and, and look what the results were. Now, look at this. In fact, um, thank you, Lord. I want to show you this first. Let's go to uh, Proverbs uh, 18, 21 first, real quick. This is a familiar scripture, but I want to show you just uh, how this works. Proverbs 18, verse uh, verse uh, 21. Very familiar scripture. You know this one, guys. It says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Now, what you see, you see this is why even under grace, guys, you still want to be mindful about what comes out of your mouth, you see. Because, guys, death and life are in the power of the tongue, not because you, by speaking the word, are going to make God do something. It's not, it's not that, guys. But it is simply the result of this truth that you have been given dominion and authority in this earth realm. You see, guys, when, when, when God created man, God created man and gave man dominion over the earth, then the fall happened but you see that the, the nothing ever happened to the dominion. And so and so the words that we that come out of our mouth are powerful. And so we want to be speaking the word of God. But what I want you to show what I want to show you is I want to show you the importance of speaking the word from a place of peace. The power that comes from being at peace. Look at Luke chapter 10 verse uh so let's start in verse 3. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And guys, nothing is more powerful than words of life coming out of your mouth from a place of peace, from a place of rest. Look what Jesus said here in uh, Luke chapter 10, uh, starting in, in, in verse 3. This is where he sends out the disciples. And he says in verse 3, uh, he's sending out, uh, I believe this is the uh, seventy. Uh, 70 disciples he's sending out and he says in verse 3 go your ways behold I send you forth as lambs among wolves verse 4 he says carry neither purse nor script nor shoes and salute no man by the way now look at verse 5 and he says into whatsoever house ye enter first everybody say first he says first 
Say peace be to this house. I want to I want us to consider this, guys, and, and really begin to practice this before you go into that meeting. I want you to make it your practice to first say peace over that meeting. Before you go deal with the kids, <laughs> praise God, first say peace over your kids. Amen. Before you go deal with some kind of difficult situation, say peace. Speak peace. That's what Jesus told him to do. Amen. He said, first say, peace be to this house. Now look at verse 6. He says, and if the son of peace be there, in other words, if there's going to be someone there who's receptive to that peace, he says, and if the son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. If not, it shall turn to you again. Now what I want you to notice is, he says, it shall turn to you again. He says, your peace shall rest on it. If not, it'll turn to you again. And so what I want you to notice is that what Jesus was doing was he told the disciples to speak peace everywhere they would go. And if we look at this very closely, we will see that the idea here is to speak peace from a place of peace. You see? In fact, he says, speak peace, and then your peace is going to be on the house. It's going to, it's going to rest there. If nobody's receptive, he says, it's going to come back to you. And so, in other words, he's really likening the word that they're speaking to their peace. And so, the words that come out of your mouth are powerful, guys. And if you speak words of peace, I want you to understand that your words, you see, what are words? Words are spiritual containers. Words carry the very substance of what it is that you are speaking. And so when you speak words from a place of peace, your words are literally carrying your peace wherever you're sending it, you see. And so before you go deal with that situation, speak peace over that situation. And make sure that you're speaking peace from a place of peace. Amen. Glory to God. Let's look at an example of how Jesus himself actually puts this into practice. Look at Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Peace is our place of empowerment. And again, is contrary to what the world thinks. The world thinks that authority and strength and uh, and power comes when you you know put up effort and 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 Alex, I'm going to make this thing happen. But you see, the kingdom way is is the way of peace. Is the way of peace. In fact, I want to. Thank you, Lord. I want to look at this in, in, in two different versions here. Let's look at Mark. Uh, keep your place there in Mark, but let's go to Matthew chapter 8 first. Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 through 26, and hold your place. We're going to go back to Mark there in just a moment. Now, watch what he says here in Matthew. And I want you to really pay close attention to what Jesus is doing here. He says here in verse 23, this is Matthew chapter 8, verse 23. He says, and when he was entered, when Jesus was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. Verse 24, and behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea. That's the storm coming in the sea. There arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves. But watch this, guys. We're talking about rest, amen. The Bible says Jesus was asleep. 
where is God? <laughs> is he talking about not being moved by circumstances and conditions? Well, here's the storm coming. Jesus, glory to God, is just, he's just taking a nap. Look at verse 25. Verse 25 says, And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. <laughs> Look at verse 20, 26. I love this, guys. He says in verse 26, verse 26 says, And he saith unto them, Why are ye so fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose, and he rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. And notice what he says, Why are ye so fearful, O ye of little faith? Now, I, I told you the other day that every time that you see that phrase, little faith, he's not talking about the quantity of faith. If, if, if you were to translate this more correctly, what, it, what this really means, this phrase, little faith, means, means a short burst of faith. You see? Because, guys, remember, you've already got all the faith you will ever need. And so it's not a matter of, of big faith or small faith. It's a matter of consistent faith. And so little faith just means a short burst of faith. And so what he's really saying is, is why did you allow fear to, to come in and interfere with your faith? You see, why did you allow this storm out there to, to take you away from a place of, of peace, a place of, 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 of believing? Why are you so fearful? Why did you not keep your faith on the field? You see, if you keep your faith out there, there's always going to be some peace, no matter the storms that are coming at you. Amen. Now look at this in, in Mark. I want to look at this in Mark now because Mark gives us a little bit more detail as to what exactly happened here. Now Mark chapter 4 verse 35. And we'll look at this and then I'm pretty much uh, almost out of time here. But uh, let's look at this. I, I believe this is going to bless you. Now he says in Mark 4 35, he says, And the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. Now, now there's a couple of significant things here in this verse. He says, The same day. What, what is the same day? Well, what you want to understand here in context is that on this very day, Jesus had just spent the entire day teaching. He was teaching the, the parable of the sower. He was teaching about how the kingdom works, how everything in the kingdom works off of a seed, how the Word of God is really the seed. And if you plant the Word of God in the heart of a person, that that seed ultimately is going to produce the manifestation, you see. And so he was teaching that all day. And so at the, at the very end of the day, he says, the, the, the Word says here, when the even was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. Now, this is significant, guys, because I believe that what Jesus was doing here is he was kind of putting the disciples to a test, you see, because he had just taught them all day about the power of the Word, the significant of, significance of, of, of the Word of God. And so he spoke the Word here. And what did he say, guys? He said, let us pass over onto the other side. Guys, what he did not say was, let us get into the boat and drown. That ain't what he said. Amen. He said, let us go over to the other side. You see, I believe, there's no way to, to know for sure from, from, the, from Scripture, but I believe, guys, Jesus knew there was a storm coming. You see, he was putting the disciples to, to the test. 
He wanted to see if they had caught on to the power of the Word of God. You see, Jesus knew he had spoke, spoken the Word. He said, let us pass over to the other side. Glory to God. And the very moment that he spoke that Word, he knew that Word was going to come to pass. You see, he knew there was not going to be some, some storm, some natural circumstance that was going to stop them from getting over to the other side. Glory to God. Because he said, let's go to the other side. Are you guys following me? And so Jesus spoke the Word, and that was, that was the end of it. You see, and so verse uh, 36 says, And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. Verse 37, And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And verse 38 says, And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, guys. Praise God. He, he was asleep on a pillow. You see, what Jesus did, guys, notice this. He, he, he spoke the word. We're going to the other side. And he was doing exactly what I was sharing with you guys. He spoke the word, and then he literally went and, and rested. <laughs> he actually went to sleep. <laughs> and, and, and so he spoke the word. He knew there was nothing that was going to be able to stop them from getting to the other side. And so what he did was he went to sleep. He rested, you see. And so he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow, and they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Now, guys, there is a profound statement of unbelief. And there's a lot of people, there's a lot of us who've been in those situations, you know, stuff's going on in your life, and, and you're like, Lord, don't you care that, that, about what's going on here? <laughs> carest thou not that we perish? Carest thou not about these issues going on in, in our life? You see? What Jesus is, is wanting to let you know, guys, is, is he cares. What he needs you to do is, is just rest. Trust him. And so he, they said, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Now look at verse 39. Verse 39 says, And he arose. He arose. And guys, he must have looked at them and said, Guys, you are really failing the test. You see, Jesus wanted them to know the power of, of the word and he wanted them to know that no matter what it looked like in the natural they were going to get to the other side you see because he said so guys you see if you got a word from god i want you to understand whatever word god has spoken to you glory to god i don't care what the situation looks like in the natural i want you to understand if god spoke a word you may be sure it is going to come to pass in fact you want to begin to have now confidence in in, in, in the word that he has spoken to you and you want to begin to declare that same word over your life knowing that it's going to come to pass you see now he said he arose and watch what he did he rebuked the wind and now we get some more detail and he said unto the sea, Peace, be still. What was he doing, guys? Jesus was speaking peace from a place of peace. Praise God. You see, how many guys know he, he wasn't getting up there all worked up, all worried, all concerned. Ooh, I don't know about the storm. This doesn't look so good. And, and, and then from that place he said, Peace, be still. No, you see. 
glory to God, Jesus did not allow the storm to rob him of the peace that he already had on the inside of him. And so he was showing us here how to walk in this earth untouched by physical circumstances and conditions. Yeah, there's a storm going on. You see, the, the, the Bible said that the, the water was beating into the ship. You guys want to remember back in those days, this wasn't like, you know, some lux luxury uh, cruise liner. You see, no, this was like an open ship, most likely. And so Jesus was literally sleeping in the back part of the ship. And most likely the water was was getting to where he was. But you see, he didn't allow that to to interfere with his rest. And so he said, from that place of peace, he said, peace be still. And look what happened. And the wind ceased. And not only did the wind cease, the Bible said, and there was a great calm. That is significant, guys. Because what happened here was that Jesus, the moment he spoke that word of peace, his peace traveled from the inside of him through the word that he spoke. It moved out there. It put the storm to rest. And not only did it put the storm to rest, the Bible said there was a great calm. There was a great calm, guys. This is the empowerment that comes from a place of rest, you see. Glory to God. And what I want you to carry away from this here is someone says, well, Alex, well, that's all good, but that's Jesus. But guys, I want you to remember that's the same Jesus that's living on the inside of you. Glory to God. That is the same Christ that is living on the inside of you. And so I don't care what it looks like in your life. You've got that same peace on the inside of your spirit. You've got uh, that same authority uh, to speak in his uh, name. And so uh, Jesus was uh, showing us here by example how we are to speak to the storms and the challenges in our life. You see, uh, Jesus, guys, knew that the storm couldn't touch them. Why? He had spoken the word already, and he knew that that word spoken and the peace on the inside of him was was going to be rearranging things. You know, I, I guarantee you guys, if he hadn't spoken that word, that boat would have still gotten to the other side. They still would have made it to the other side just fine. Jesus knew that, you see. And so you got that same peace and that same power and that same authority on the inside of you. What I am telling you tonight is it's time for you to put it to use. You see, everybody say, my peace is my place of empowerment. Everybody say, it, I, I, I shall peace, peace unto the mountains in my life. You see, no matter the challenges in your life, you want to say peace be still over that. You want to begin to speak in the authority that comes with the name of Jesus. And you operate in this peace and watch as stuff begins to change in your life. Amen? Glory be to God. Peace, guys, is our place of empowerment. Glory be to God. Everybody say this out again. Say, I am chilling with Jesus. No matter what's going on in my life, I'm chilling with Jesus. You see, you maintain that place of rest, that fellowship with the Jesus who's living on the inside of you. And then when the storms come in your life, speak peace. Speak peace. Allow His peace on the inside of you to affect the situations in your life. You see, peace, guys, is our place of empowerment. And I'm telling you, man, Satan would love to 
get us all worried and upset. Satan would love for us to be all uneasy and concerned about stuff going on. Now, guys, we as the church have been called to operate from a place of supernatural rest. Amen. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue growing in our understanding of God's grace. Now to learn more about our ministry and to download the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, simply head to graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.